Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. It's June and things are looking up, baby. We're fired up. I'm excited. It's a serious win. On the road. Yeah, it's against the Reds. But hey, they were playing good baseball coming into this. So you feel a little bit better about that. Brewers win the first three games of this four-game set with the Cincinnati Reds. 5-1. to one. Today was a complete win. I mean, this is a game that you're like, okay, it's in there. They have it. It is somewhere in there. They can play like this more often. They can, they can do this. They're just, it's just what we've been saying for the last month of as miserable May was and as miserable the rest of this division is. You keep yourself afloat. You keep yourself in the fight. You will have a chance come end of the season. What I've reiterated over and over, and everyone complains about the fact that, oh, well, the Brewers had a chance to really, you know, take off in the Central given no one else has taken it. You're right, but no one else has taken it with everything going wrong for the Brewers. And the Brewers have things to look forward to on their way back. I mean, as it's continuing to play out, I mean, I am not going to count on St. Louis. I refuse to count on St. Louis. But Pittsburgh might be legit. Pittsburgh might be this year's Baltimore Orioles as of last year where they're peaking a little bit earlier than they expected. They don't know if they're going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. But they've got some pieces and they can look forward to O'Neill Cruz coming back. So they have things to look forward to. The Brewers, Brandon Woodruff, Wade Miley, Eric Lauer, Willie Adamas. There's just so many, ma- Luis Arias this week. So many main contributors that are out right now that you can look forward to and say, you know, I mean, it, it, it could get better soon. Sooner than we think. So that's some good news for the crew. We're going to get some injury updates here that we got some big stuff uh, throughout the day here on WTMJ. Talking about the game at hand, though, man, that was awesome from Adrian Hauser. I, I hesitate to say, oh, bounce back game. He needed that. Yeah, he had a tough start uh, against the Blue Jays. But, I mean, his, his previous two starts to that were solid. And to see him kind of be that guy again, he was not that guy in 22. This looked like the 2021 version of Adrian Hauser today. Not going for strikeouts, totally fine with the ball in play. The sinker was sinking today, man. It was a great pitch for Adrian Hauser. What I loved seeing from him today was the fact that even when he was getting ahead and getting two strikes, he didn't suddenly change up his game plan as far as like, oh, I'm going to start striking out the world, or oh, I'm going to start snapping a bunch of breaking balls, then the, the batters start taking, because the Reds are a very patient team, mind you. They came into today... Fourth in all of baseball in walks. And yesterday we saw it, 10 walks. And Adrian Hazard said, "Uh uh-uh, no walks today. I got this. I think him having zero walks was more important than him only allowing one run. They're obviously related to each other and correlated to each other. But I think the fact that, I mean, I would have lived with him only getting, you know, maybe 
five innings of work in and maybe had to scramble through a few walks and maybe a few more runs in, you'd live with that. But the fact that he had zero walks today is the reason why he went seven innings, not the reason why he only got one run allowed. The reason why he had seven innings because he had zero walks. He wasn't falling behind hitters. I think he only had three three three-ball counts today. First pitch strike rate was great, specifically with the sinker. Get into that a little bit. Craig Kishon is going to join us later on in the program. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. This text from Josh. What a stellar performance from Hauser to help reset the bullpen and win an important series today. What's your forecast on some of the upcoming roster decisions this week? We will certainly get into that as well when we get into the injury update. That'll be in the next segment. But let me just go down the box score here real quick with you. As we look at some of the performances today from the Brewers, we talked plenty about the uh, the uh, pitching from Adrian Hauser. How about Andrew Monasterio? His first big league home run, unfortunately, he had to be pulled after he got clocked in the nose by Will Benson on a pickoff attempt. Sounded precautionary. Sounds like things are going to be okay for Andrew. Just making sure that he was going to be fine, give him the rest of the day off. So that was his only hit uh, of the day. He's been on fire on this road trip. Good to see from Andrew. Uh, also today... A couple of hits from Rowdy Telez, a couple of singles. Both of them were rockets as well. Owen Miller had a knock and a run batted in. Also a, a walk today for Owen. He's back in the box score as well. Uh, Yelly drew a walk. He's very quietly got just under a 500 on base percentage now over his last seven games. He's reached base in all seven of those games, so he's been doing his job at the top of the order. Victor Caratini, two hits, including a blast, 429 feet, his longest home run as a brewer. So some good stuff up and down this box score. Weimer, another hit. Good stuff. I mean, today was a good win. Is it one that you're going to go nuts for? Probably not. But you look at it at the end of the day, you know what? That was a good win. We needed that. Yeah. Things feel a lot better after a win like that. And you've claimed the series. And again, it's the first road series the Brewers have won since sweeping Seattle in April. That's crazy. It's been a full month plus since they've won a series, now they have a chance to sweep a four-game road series against the Reds tomorrow. Looks like they're going to be facing a rookie in Andrew Abbott making his big league debut. So see what that's going to treat him tomorrow night. Let's get into the injuries and the roster and things of that nature. We'll break more about the, the game coming up when Craig Kishan joins us once his television duties are done. Brewers win 5-1. to one. Again, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. 1620. If you want to call in, if you want to text in, we'd love to have you on the program. We're with you until 4.30 here today, about an hour-long show on WTMJ, as this is Brewers Extra Innings, brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. That's Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More to come, Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dominic Catronio. Follow me on Twitter at Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. Remember, all of our shows are podcasted as well. Tell your friends, tell your family. Brewers All Access, that's the feed to follow. You'll get Brewers Extra Innings on there. You'll get Brewers 360 in the morning from 
Wisconsin's Morning News with various Brewers personalities, including Matt Arnold, Craig Council, Adam McAlvey, Sophia Minard, and Jeff Levering, and a few others as well that may pop in from time to time, like yours truly. Uh, we've also got some uh, interviews coming uh, on the way as well, so can't wait to share some of those on the podcast feed. And again, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620 if you want to join in on the program. Texting or calling here this early evening. Brewers Extra Innings brought to you in part by Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Milwaukee Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free. Guaranteed. The winning team, H-U-P-Y, Hupe and Abraham, Hupe.com. Let's look at some of the injury news today that we have. We've got a lot of good news from the Brew Crew and from manager Craig Council on the roster front. Luis Arias is expected back with the Brewers on Tuesday here at home, and he'll get to face his brother, Ramon Urias, a couple of kids from Magdalena. Love that. Viva Mexico. So the Urias brothers will be matching up against each other as things stand right now on Tuesday. Also an update that Eric Lauer is going to start a rehab assignment with the Nashville Sounds on Tuesday. Matt Bush will go to Nashville on Tuesday. He probably won't pitch until Thursday down there, starting his rehab assignment. Also, Wade Miley is going to go to Biloxi for a rehab start, and he sounds like it's going to be a one-and-done. So not a long time for him. Lauer is probably going to spend a little more time in AAA getting right. But it sounds like Miley is going to do one-and-done in Biloxi, and he'll be back in the rotation. So that's some great news there as well. Right now, Brandon Woodruff is throwing flat grounds. He still is projected for all-star break time, so another month or so for him. Uh, Hopefully that means he gets on a rehab assignment by the end of the month, of course. And finally, Willie Adamas. Uh, He DH'd today up in Appleton, taking uh, his day with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, and he had himself an afternoon. He had a home run, a double, two for three with a walk as well. DH today with the Timber Rattlers. He'll have tomorrow off, given Monday is a minor league off day. And then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, he will be with the Nashville Sounds before hopefully being activated on Thursday here in Milwaukee. Okay, so those are your injury notes. Let's get into some of the game now with Craig Kishon. Craig, this game from Adrian Hauser, I made the comments earlier. This looked like 2021 Adrian Hauser. And for a start that you don't want to overreact and, oh, the bullpen really needed this. But at the same time, they really needed this, especially to see this version of Adrian Hauser. Well, it it was really great to see, to be honest with you, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I'm sure you've already covered the fact that, you know, he just didn't look himself in his last start. So to be able to deliver what he did over seven innings, I, I think a lot of us get giddy when Brewer pitchers, uh, starting pitchers, make it uh, into the seventh inning to pitch. And, uh, you know, we were more than giddy that he got through it. So uh, great job. Uh, sinker action was off the charts here today. Ball pounding in the ground. Uh, and the defense played exceptional behind him. And then to top it off, Dom, after 10 walks yesterday, Uh, delivered by Brewer pitching for the Cincinnati Reds to have zero on the board. That's what you like to see. To me, those are signs of teams that are, that are good. I mean, I, 
I know this team has struggled a little bit, but this is not a bad team at all. It's not even close. This is a good baseball team. I think better things are ahead. And this could be kind of the start of that stretch here right now. They they should be beating the Cincinnati Reds. I don't care what anybody says about their offense and whatnot. They should be doing what they're doing. And they've, they've set themselves up for a potential four-game sweep on the road tomorrow night, which is a very difficult thing to do in this league. And the fact that they're playing well before a really tough series coming up with the Baltimore Orioles, that's kind of sandwiched between these two you know, lighter opponents. And I know they're big leaguers, but the Reds and the A's are not at the same level of competitiveness as the Orioles and the Brewers are right now. So to come in here playing sharp against the Reds when you're maybe looking over your shoulder, oh, they're Baltimore, second-best record in the AL. Man, like they're going to be a tough opponent. But then to have you know the A's following that up, if the Brewers can... You know, I I'm obviously would love to talk about a sweep tomorrow, but if they can come in, get a sweep tomorrow, win a series against the Orioles, and sweep the A's, you blink and all of a sudden, oh, hey, that's what everyone's been asking for, taking control of the Central, not to get ahead of ourselves, but there's a good stretch coming up here for the Brewers this week. Could be a big turning point. We can learn a lot about the NL Central this week. Absolutely, and, and we know they have the ability to do it, and you just mentioned all of these players that have been hurt that are set to come back. And and this is really a, a, the timely fashion of this whole thing, too. You've got, you've got a team that is regaining its confidence a bit. You've got uh, some role players who have stepped up and, and did some big things. Um, and then, you know, you, you've got guys that are chomping at the bid to come right back here and, and contribute again and, and get healthy again. So... A lot of positives in my mind going on with this team here right now. Winning, of course, cures a lot of that. But, but again, you know they've they played through some. I mean, Friday night extra innings. It was kind of a weird extra inning game. You're wondering to yourself why are we even in extra innings? Uh, the way that they played against the Reds, I, you know, what the Reds have two errors and two hits, and we're playing extra innings. How, how does stuff like that happen? And then yesterday, just so weird with the ten walks and. Nine stolen bases, the Reds and Brewers still won that game. So you know this is this is a good good thing happening here. And and um, you know you're right. If you look ahead, you say they've got the ability to do some uh, some damage here against these upcoming teams. How excited are you to see a little shot in the arm here, uh, more a shot to the nose, I should say today for Andrew Monasterio. Uh, he is seven for seventeen in the big leagues after nine years in the minors. He's just smiling every time you look at him. A double, his first big league homer today. Only three punch outs in those 17 at-bats as well. We know he's probably not going to stick around very long, but at the same time, kudos to him for being ready when his number was called, and he has really performed well. Well, and here's the other thing, Dom, and and this is certainly not to jinx any player out there, but you don't know when the next injury is coming. Um, and, and you don't ever want those to be severe. But, you know, even even setbacks that could be short, and, and this guy stays with the club maybe longer than you thought to, and and he continues to produce. It, it's those kind of guys that, that you just know are in the organization and are ready to play when they're called upon. I, I will say this. What if they use 45 guys already? Yep. Uh, in the big leagues, uh, that's obviously a lot. They used 53 total um, all of last year, so you could say they're on pace to to break that. But you know what? They they expect something like this to happen, so they 
they put together a, a deep club and that's where you, you can't continue to give, you know, uh, enough credit to, you know, what Matt Arnold and everyone's doing up front to make sure that this team is, is stacked to its ability. And, and so far, no one's really disappointed, to be honest with you. It's been really fun to watch. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the game and what's ahead. Thanks to the text there from Jerry and Bayview. We kind of talked about it there with the shot in the arm with the call-ups. They may now take off. I agree, Jerry. I like that. Uh, the Brewers get the win 5-1, to 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Call in, text in, whatever you want. We'll talk about it here on the air. 855-616-1620. Another segment coming up with Craig Gashon on Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Welcome back. Dom Catronio and Craig Kishan with you. We'll go to 430 here today. Plenty to talk about as the Brew Crew get the victory and the series victory over the Cincinnati Reds. 5-1 to one the final today. All right, Craig, looking at this box score today, we talked about Andre Monasterio's first big league homer. Victor Caratini quietly, another couple of hits today for him. Uh, I look at some hard hit balls as well from Joey Weimer. Owen Miller got on base twice, had an RBI single. This team, it's nice when they hit home runs, but it's just more about the early offense. I mean, being up 3 nothing before even... Adrian Hauser touches a ball, certainly helps, but the numbers are jarring when they score first and when they score at least four runs. We've talked about this over and over. They are now 26-6 and six when they score first. Furthermore, when they score just four runs, that's it, four runs, 28-4. and four. This is a simple formula that days like today, the offense was good, not great, but it shows it's kind of easy to get four runs sometimes. You would think so, wouldn't you? Especially, especially in this game. Sometimes. And I'm not saying hitting in the big leagues is easy. No one come <laughs> well, at me on Twitter for that. No, no, don't don't hit Dom on that. Do not do that, folks. Uh, no, I mean, I and I don't know. I don't know what that all means, other than the fact that uh, you would hope in this game on on a fairly consistent basis you could get four runs uh, at least, but. I don't know how else to look at this other than the fact that this team just understands itself. And if they can give a guy like Adrian Hauser an early lead here today or anybody, any other pitcher loves to have it, but some pitchers give it up right away too. We, we saw it in, in yesterday's game. The Brewers had a, a run in the first inning and boom, end of the first, it's tied 1-1 before they were able to jump out the next inning. But it, it's hard to say what all that does, but – you know, my explanation would be that this team just understands itself and, and you know, if they can get the early lead, it, it just helps everybody to relax and do their thing. I, I think the one thing that, that I've noticed most about this team from, from pitchers to Christian Yelich to some of the new guys that have come up, the rookies to some of these guys that have been called up, you know, recently, as recently as the last couple of days, Nobody, nobody is trying to, and nobody does uh, anything they're not capable of doing. You know what I mean? They they play within themselves, and they're not trying to be somebody they're not. And and I think that's the good part. And and maybe this team is, hey, if we get four runs or more a game, we just know somewhere we're going to win. We're going to play good defense. We're not going to walk batters. You know, we're going to pitch well out of the bullpen. So. Things line up well for whatever reason, and and you have to appreciate that much of this 2023 squad. 
What do you make of the slump that Bryce Terang is currently in? His defense has never had a bad day, but right now, over his last 14 games, he is just one for his last 40. And even with that, he's got 10 strikeouts. He's still not striking out a lot. He's just not getting hits. And for a guy that is known for his discipline and can put some hurt on the baseball, just that one triple he had against the Giants in that pitcher's duel between Webb and uh, Burns is his only hit in his last 40 at-bats. What do you make of this right now for Bryce? Well, I honestly, I just think it's it's purely his first year in the league with the bat. And I, I think because he's a first-year player, he's a rookie, it's just going to take him longer to figure out um, how to readjust to pitchers because it doesn't take pitching that long for a guy who's not used to hitting in this league. We, we understand that. That's all I think it is. And and Dom, I go back, uh, you know, I've done this for a long time for this organization, but I, I can't believe the comparison between uh, J.J. Hardy and Bryce Terang, in my opinion, because I saw J.J. go through it as a rookie. Um, I saw him become a big leaguer because the team never once wavered and told him, we're going to send you back to to A so you can figure out how to hit. His glove was so important over there. And above all, he never carried himself like a rookie. And I don't see Bryce Terang doing any of that either. I think he is uh, just a clone of J.J. Hardy when it comes to demeanor. And I think they, they need his glove out there. I mean, look what he's doing right now. He's, he's filling in for Willie Adamas uh, over at shortstop. And, and the kid still hasn't committed an error yet, no matter where he's played. Um, so I, I think to me, you, you don't say anything to him. You, you help him out when he needs help at the plate and, and make sure that, you know, he keeps his head up when he's not doing well, you know, on the batting end of it. And I don't, I don't think right now he's, he's shaky or losing confidence. He's just in a, a severe slump and veterans get into those as well. So um, I don't know how else to explain that other than I am, I am not wavered at all or down or thinking, that they should send him out just because he's not hitting. I think that would be a huge mistake. You're going to love this. As I'm looking at the numbers right now for J.J. Hardy, and to be fair to Bryce, J.J. was a much larger human than Bryce was. However, let me let me give you this. For J.J. Hardy, his first half as a big leaguer back in 2005, at the All-Star break, he was hitting 187 with a 560 OPS. How does that relate to Bryce Terang? Again, 187, 560 for JJ. For Bryce, right now, he's hitting 198, 534. Very similar numbers in their first half of being a big leaguer. And we all know what happened for JJ Hardy. He learned how to hit. In fact, the second half, he hit 308 in his rookie year, did JJ in 2005. I'm not saying that Bryce is going to hit 308 the rest of the year, but I love that comp. I think that's a great call, my friend. Yeah, I, I really have. I, I saw that uh, from spring training on uh, because I, I didn't see Bryce Terang uh, in his minor league days at all. So I, I saw a little bit of him, you know, when, when the minor leaguers, you know, went through spring training and stuff. But we all anticipated his jump to the majors here this year uh, during spring training, and, and he certainly earned it. But uh, just, just to see what he's done early on, the hot start in April, and, and just to you know, see him come back down to earth a little bit, but it's just to me 
how he carries himself. And when you keep hearing the comments, you know, over the last year or two from everybody in the minor league system, that's important. You take their word for it, that this guy is a big leaguer. This guy is a big leaguer. So he'll, he'll be just fine. Before we let you go, we got to get our difference-making moment of the game, and it's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management's different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. All right, Craig, we sit and watch the games together. What do you got for your difference-making moment? Well, I'm I'm going to carry on that subject of getting early leads here in this one. Um, I, I debated on all the great defense the Brewers played here today, and I think to me there's so many great defensive plays uh, and important ones that were made. It's hard to pick one that was a true difference maker. So I'm going to go with the uh, Monasterio uh, three-run home run in the first inning just to give this team a nice-sized lead. Hauser needed uh, the bounce back game today and went out there with the lead for the first time. So I'm going to go with that three run home run there. And again, it's it's the comeback or it's the the call up guys uh, doing big things for for this team over the last couple of days, and it's given them a boost, man. They they needed a confidence boost, and they they've got one here over the last few days. I love that. I'm going to go in the bottom of the fourth inning. The first bit of stress that Adrian Hauser faced in this game, he allows a leadoff double to Matt McClain, who's going to be a heck of a big leaguer, by the way. Jonathan India then has the infield single on the bad throw from Mike Bross. It was going to be a tough play, though. I, I'm fine with that being an infield hit. So you got runners on first and second, nobody out. The game is still tight at this point. The tying run's going to be coming at the plate. It's still 3 nothing. Then he gets ahead on Jake Fraley, gets him to fly out to left field, and then Spencer Steer grounds into your good old 5-4-3 double play and only took six pitches for Adrian Hauser to dispose the side after allowing the first two batters to reach. I thought that double play made it clear, I'm here, the sinker's working, you're not getting anything off of me, and that's the reason why Adrian Hauser was able to go seven innings. Couldn't agree more. Huge fourth inning play right there, and then they get another double play in the fifth inning too, so um, what, what a what a... Uh, great confidence boost for him in the middle part of the game and the most crucial part. You're getting second time through the order on these guys, and you're right. Adrian Hauser proved in that fourth inning he was here to stay. Good luck, boys. You're not getting anything free off of me. I agree entirely. So trying to lock in here on the Reds and making sure to see what's going on with uh, their starter tomorrow, we think it's going to be – Andrew Abbott making his big league debut, but that, that is confirmation yeah, from what I understand. That is confirmed. That is confirmed. Yeah. Then perfect. So yeah. looking at it for the Brewers tomorrow, weird Monday night series finisher as they go up against the Reds to end up this series. Julio Tehran's been awesome. Now you don't you know bank on him not having any a strikeout in five innings of work like he did against the Blue Jays, but I personally wouldn't mind it if he did it again against the Reds. I just love what we've seen from Julio Tehran. Does anything jump out to you about what he's done in his first two starts as a Brewer? Well, I, I just think, you know, he's been so confident out there. I think that's the thing that gets me for, for a guy that uh, hadn't been around for the last couple of years at this level. Um, he's he's almost, you know, and we had, we had a shot of him during the game on TV with uh, him interacting with Freddie Peralta. Um, and, and I'm sure that, you know, they were talking about, uh, pitches, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, 
what adjustments can you make, that type of thing. You know, what do you like out of another pitcher? Whatever the conversation was, it's just those types of things that he just seems to fit in here automatically. Um, it, it, he's still got a lot left in that arm, Dom, and and we've, you know, had the beneficiary of seeing that in his early starts here so far. Uh, he's not going to be perfect every single time he goes out there, but there's nothing to say tomorrow night that you don't have all the confidence in the world if you're going after a four-game sweep to have this guy go out there and get the job done at this point. I love it. Great stuff from Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thank you as always, my friend, and we'll holler at you soon. All right, sounds good, Dom. All right, Craig Kishon on the program. We're going to talk hot and cold coming up next. Craig, Craig Council's comments coming up a little bit later. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Winning is fun. Breaking news, I know. 5-1 the final today. I'm Dom Catronio. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. So here's the upcoming schedule for the Brewers as they wrap up this series Tomorrow night against the Reds in Cincinnati. Four-gamer, weird wraparound. I don't, I don't make the schedule, guys. Don't, don't yell at me. Uh, but looking at things wrapping up manana, again, Andrew Abbott against Julio Tehran. This year in the minors, again, tomorrow will be a big league debut for Abbott. This year, 10 starts across two levels of the minors, both AA Chattanooga and AAA Louisville. He has gone 54 innings. He has only allowed 33 hits. He's got a 171 opponent's batting average. Get this, 90 strikeouts, 90 in 54 innings. Ridiculous. Oh, by the way, he throws left-handed. Buckle up. It's going to be a tall task against his big league debut. But if there is a saving grace, he has allowed eight home runs this season. And all eight of them came in AAA with the big league ball, not with the sticky ball that we were seeing in the Southern League right now in Chattanooga. So keep that in mind. Maybe in the bandbox fashion, that is Great American Ballpark. You can get one up in the jet stream and see you later, and it's a fun time. But Abbott's a big part of their future for the Reds. He's going to be a tall task tomorrow. As for the rest of the Brewers' upcoming schedule, when they come home for the uh, Orioles, it's going to be an important series because the Orioles are becoming in from San Francisco, where they are finishing up their series today. Uh, they do not play tomorrow in San Francisco, so they'll already be here. They'll be relaxed. In fact, it'll be back-to-back such games, such series for the Brewers, in which the team they're facing will already be in the city by the time the Brewers arrive, because they get an off day tomorrow, travel day after today uh, against the Giants. Then the Orioles be fresh and ready to go Tuesday through Thursday. Then the A's are going to be doing the same thing. They have an off day on Thursday after they finish up with the Pirates this week and then over the weekend. So, again, the, the times and uh, the schedule upcoming for the Brew Crew. Tomorrow night, we are on the air at 5.30 with the Dugout Show. 6.10, first pitch. I will be with you for Brewers Extra Innings after this one. Then on Tuesday, back at home, it'll be a 6.40 first pitch coverage at 6.05 right here on WTMJ. Uh, Greg Matzik will be handling Brewers Extra Innings on Tuesdays. Remember, we talk about I don't get Tuesdays anymore. Got to be go out on assignment. Then on Wednesday, night game, 6.40 again. Same time, same place, 6.05. And I've got Brewers Extra Innings for that one. And then finally, Thursday, day game, 110. No Brewers Extra Innings there. 
but we got pregame coverage starting at 12.05 for the finale of that one against the Orioles. Then three different start times for the A's. Friday night, 7.10. Saturday night, 3.10. Saturday afternoon, I should say, 3.10. And then Sunday at 1.10 for a quick homestand. But a lot of home cooking coming up because they've got those six games against the Orioles and A's. A quick two-gamer in Minnesota taking on the Twins with off days on Monday and Thursday of that week. Then they're right back home for six more home games against the Pirates and the Arizona Diamondbacks, the first place Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't think anybody saw that coming. That leads me into who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical, and don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, Com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical, families helping families since 1912. Looking around the league right now, who's hot and who's cold is very interesting because, I don't know if you noticed, the Pirates won again today. They beat the Cardinals by a 2-1 to score. I don't know if they're for real, but they're playing decent enough baseball to be right in the hunt here in the Central. They're similar records. Of course, the Brewers have a half-game lead on Pittsburgh. They have not played each other yet. The Pittsburgh Pirates are hot. They have won five games in a row. The uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are hot. They lost today, but they have won 35 games thus far. Or Sorry, they're playing today. They've got Zach Allen on them. They lost last night. Zach Allen pitching against the Braves right now. 35 and 24 are both the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks out west. Some crazy records happening in the wild, wild west right now. Also looking at a team that's hot over on the uh, American League side of things, the Texas Rangers. They have now the second best record in the American League. Now Baltimore can match them today if they beat the Giants, and they're already up six to nothing right now in the city by the bay. So Texas is 37 and 20. The Orioles are likely going to be 37 and 22. So those are a few teams to pick for who's hot. As for who's cold, the St. Louis Cardinals. They've now lost three games in a row and you blink and all of a sudden they have the worst record in the National League, 25 and 35. Granted, the Cubs have uh, three games in hand. They're 25 and 32. They've had some rainouts and stuff like that. So the Cardinals are really scuffling right now. They're, again, 10 games below 500. I am still not counting them out. Not counting them out. I refuse. They ain't going anywhere. They are going to pop up. You know it. They're going to make some crazy trade. We've seen this too many times. So just buckle up. That's all I can say about that. We're going to hear from Craig Council in a moment. Another text here from Mike in Colorado. Been a good series for the Brewers. Today, low runners in scoring position and left on base. Great gutsy play by Yelich to steal third when nobody was paying attention. Despite injured players returning, I hope Craig Council still integrates the AAA guys into the lineups. They've earned it. This young team needs to be more daring when given the opportunity, and the young players seem to bring it. That's what we talked about at the beginning of the year when Weimer and Terang and Gus Varland, until he was DFA'd, were providing a spark for the Brew Crew, getting things going uh, off to that great start in April. Now this is that new spark. Monasterio and Singleton and uh, guys like Owen Miller taking off in May are great, great new blood for the crew right now. Let's hear from Craig Council after the break. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings. 5-1 victory. Oh, I thought I was going to do the woo. Ah, dang it. That was anticlimactic. Brewers win. They've won uh, the series. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. 6-10, the uh, first pitch right here on W. TMJ. 
The manager, Craig Council, has really been hitting all the right buttons lately, and Adrian Hauser was awesome once again. Uh, he got a first big league home run from Andrew Monasterio, who got clocked later on in the game. He's going to start with that, then we're going to get a little bit more of the coverage from the game. Here's the manager, Craig Council. Yeah, he, he's doing fine. Um, really just precautionary. Uh, he got, like they told me, I didn't, he got a, it was a hand to the face. Um, so... Um, he had a little headache, and so we just just precautionary. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. He's done such a nice job of giving you defense, and obviously a huge. Yeah, I mean his his what he's done offensively has been, um, you know, just impressive. Really, I mean it's not. Um, you know, it's not soft contact. It's not kind of just throwing hits in there. It's been hard contact, um, very hard hit balls. Um, I didn't know he had a home run to center field in him. Really, honestly, that's that's a that's a good blast for sure. Um, that was that was impressive. How about Adrian? Just like what a good bounce back for him. After yeah. The yeah. He. I, I mean, his, it was it was good from the start. The sinker was very good today, and you saw him landing his, his off speed stuff early. Um, I think there was 10 or 11 ground ball outs. Um, so it was kind of like that was the locked-in Adrian Hauser today that um, that uh, it's fun to fun to watch. And the command with that, too, no walks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, sometimes it's it's just seeing Adrian's, when the off, to me, when he's landing that off-speed stuff, like that's a really good sign. He's hitting that fastball away. Um, so that, then, the, then that sinker to those right-handers is, you know, that that's a lot to – lot to get that barrel to it. The way he controlled the running game too, Craig, obviously it was you know, the first two games the Reds yeah. Yeah. were aggressive. Yeah, I mean this is a place where Adrian has really improved. Um, I think he's he's taken on you know with, with some guidance really taking on himself to get better at it. Um, it's an important thing for him to get better at. Um, you know the double play is a part of his um, he needs the double play, you know. That's it's in his it's in his game for sure. I think it's two today, I believe. Um, so it's it's important for him to be good at it, and I'm proud of him for making some some, some big steps there throughout the year. Yeah, some help from the defense behind him too. Just kind of made every 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 play all day. Yeah, we we played we played nice defense. Um, you know, just all around. Adrian's generally the balls in play, um, and. Uh, Owen made a great play. I thought that was the, kind of the play because that's that's maybe the one rally they had get started with, without making that play. That's that's two men on and nobody out maybe. Um, so that that would have been the start of a nice inning for them. So that was a huge play. I thought. Just overall, I mean, Adrian's been pretty steady considering all the injuries. And yeah, I mean, look for from for how his kind of season started and having to get you know go on the injured list um you know it, it he he's throwing the ball well um there's no question about it it it's almost feels like this maybe but been a little bit of a blessing that um really kind of just got him going and got him locked in and gave him a little more runway just to start the season and now it it's it's a it's a really good version of adrian Hauser. get any in-game reports from appleton uh, I heard Willie had a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's good news for sure. For sure, I was just going to call him after this. Actually, all right. Well, there you go. Craig Council has Willie Adams' cell phone number, as one would expect. <laughs> but yeah, he had a great day. A couple of hits, homer, a double, walk as well. But he'll be reporting to Nashville 
on Tuesday for two more games with the Sounds, and then hopefully get activated on Thursday against the Orioles. Let's get some highlights. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Hey, a 5-1 game doesn't sound like it's going to have a lot of highlights, but it certainly did today, and they got off in a hurry. It was journeyman Ben Lively starting for the Reds against Adrian Hauser for the Brew Crew. And before Hauser even got on the mound, he got a lead thanks to the rookie, Andrew Monasterio. 1-0. High fly ball, deep center field. Benson retreating back onto the warning track at the wall. It'll fly! The ball just kept carrying for Andrew Monasterio. A three-run shot. It only would have been a home run in seven ballparks. Not American Family Field. Who cares? It's his first big league home run. Brewers leading 3-0. And then Adrian Hauser would take over from there. He was tremendous today. He went seven strong. Aided a lot by his defense. Specifically, Owen Miller making a couple of nice plays today. One pitch. Ground ball sharply hit behind the bank at third. Backhanded by Miller to his feet. Throws across in time. Oh, what a play by Owen Miller. He wasn't done. An even better one would come in the very next inning. This time it was called by Josh Maurer. The pitch swung on and tapped softly towards third base. Tough play on the run. It's barehanded Miller. Throws to first. Oh, my goodness. He got the out. Owen Miller. Spectacular play. Charging in with a barehanded throw on the run. Hopkins is robbed. It was an awesome play from Owen Miller. No charge, no a challenge as well. And then the Brewers would get out of it six pitches later on a great double play uh, turned once again by the Brew crew. Uh, as for offense, they were still holding on to a 3-0 lead for a while. Then Victor Caratini. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Caratini, a high fly ball, deep right field. Fraley back, way up the bleachers in right. Caratini with his third home run of the season. And the Brewers on top, 4 to nothing. A 429-foot, no-doubt blast from Victor. And the defense was the star of the day today as well. Adrian Hauser got 11 ground ball outs, a new season high for him. Just two off of his career high. And a lot of them were like this. Hauser kicks and brings home the pitch. This is a one-hopper to second base. Miller has it to Terang for one. To first in time. It's a 4-6-3 double play. And Adrian Hauser rolls up another one. And the big part of it all, zero walks today from Adrian Hauser. He earns the win in seven strong innings. The Brew Crew victorious by a 5-1 final score. Looking at the standings right now, the Brewers 32-27, the Pirates 31-27, and a half game separating those two. Nobody else above 500. Reds are 26-33, Cubs are 25-32, and and then the Cardinals are 25-35. and We're going to wrap up the program after this. The Brewers get the victory. Looking for the sweep tomorrow on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Great stuff for the crew today as we're getting ready to wrap up the program. A few more thoughts looking ahead for the crew this week's Brewers Extra Innings, I chatted with Kurt Hogue of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, talking a little prospects, talking outlook, just kind of taking up shop right now. And looking ahead at all these series ahead and this opportunity that the Brewers have moving forward. June, the schedule gets a little lighter now. And this is that stretch. You know, if you can get a sweep tomorrow against the Reds, that'd be awesome. If you can 
somehow win a series at home against a really good team in the Baltimore Orioles and their nasty bullpen. That'd be awesome, too. But then also, you got the A's coming to town. That could be another sweep. Then you've got the Twins, and they haven't really got off the ground. Depends if you get Sonny Gray in either one of those games. You'd certainly be cautious about that. Only two games, though. And then a big series with the Pirates, which I don't think anybody saw that coming. But the fact is, that's going to be your moment that you have the real opportunity to take control of the division because then you get a tougher opponent with the Arizona Diamondbacks coming here. But then you're done with them. In fact, the Brewers don't have a lot with lot left with the uh, NL West. They go to the Dodgers in August. They'll go to or they'll host San Diego in August as well. But then Colorado's going to come in the second half, uh, and then this will be the end of the series with the uh, Diamondbacks, and then they're already done with the Giants. So it's good to not see the toughest division in the National League again for a while. And if you want to say, oh, Dom, what about the NL East? Are you kidding me? Yeah, the Braves are good, but until I see more consistent play from the Mets, their offense doesn't scare me at all. At all. Braves are good. Phillies, if their offense can figure it out, sure, but their pitching hasn't been good at all. Their pitching is a lot like the Cardinals pitching right now. And then you look at, I mean, the Nationals are not very good. The Marlins are playing decent baseball. They can put some bat to ball. They're they're an interesting team. They just swept the A's. And then you look at the American League. They still have a series left with the Texas Rangers. That won't come until later in the summer. They've also got uh, a series, you know, they've still got a few more AL Central series. They got the Guardians coming up a little bit later. They're already done with the Tigers. They got the White Sox in August as well. Twins are coming up. That's natural border border battle stuff. So the Brewers are kind of in a good spot. I mean, I I don't want to overreact because again, look at the calendar. It's June fourth, but this is it's go time. You know, let's let's see you prove it, right? Let's see you get going against these teams that you on paper should be better than, and better yet. You'll be getting reinforcements along the way. You'll be getting better. Woodruff back around the All-Star break. Miley could be back in the next two weeks. Lauer could be back in the next two, three weeks. Want to see some results from him, though, of course. Matt Bush could help out this bullpen. He's probably not going to be pitching the eighth inning anymore, but he's going to help. Then you've got guys like Weicho coming back this week. Adama's coming back this week. Darren Ruff have been putting together some really good A-Bs. Hopefully his knee laceration doesn't keep him on the shelf for too long because I really liked watching him play for a while there. So there's a lot to look forward to. All right, let's let's let it play out. But I think June could be a really good month for the Brew Crew as they try to take control of this National League Central Division. Tomorrow, again, coverage will start at 6 o'clock. I believe I, I had the uh, timing wrong uh, a second ago for first pitch time. Not many games happening in the big leagues uh, tomorrow. But the Brewers, yeah, they start at 6.10 here Central Time. That means we'll be on the air at 5.35 for our network coverage right here on WTMJ. My thanks to Craig Kishon for joining us, and my thanks to our producer, Evan Wittallison. My name's Dominic Catronio. Brewers win. Go for the sweep tomorrow. Hope you enjoy a beautiful day. Until then, keep on swinging.